the X-Men have voted, all the mutants essentially have telepathically voted for the X-Men team, which consists of Jean Grey, Cyclops, Rogue, Polaris, uh, Wolverine, who is uh, X-23, Laura. Uh, then we have Sunfire and we have uh, Sink. And I believe that's the team, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we also have like like honorable mentions is Forge. Like Forge yeah. is in this issue. Forge uh, basically you build anything, Forge is going to pop up. <laughs> right. But also like he also just might want to be close to the main team. Like I just feel like, yeah. I don't know. I would. Like if I was passed up, I'd be like, hey, you guys need an intern? Right, and as long as the audio is good, it looks like it is, we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about uh, uh, the comics that came out this week, whether it's DC Comics that came out on Tuesday, or Marvel Comics, or Indie Comics that come out on Wednesdays. We're here on Thursday talking about it. We are live streaming to four different platforms right now as we do, and the audio will be uh, uh, put out as a podcast. So we're live streaming to... Uh, Facebook and YouTube and Twitch and Volume.com. And Volume.com is our number one platform uh, that we love so much. So if you are going to be watching us, watch us on Volume.com slash The Keeg Show. That's where we draw the chat from. Uh, we got 33 people watching us right at the start of this episode. Um, and if you're listening to us, uh, you can't see our pretty faces, but that's cool. Uh, that's fine. You're listening to us on Apple Podcast or Spotify or uh, SoundCloud or Google Play, uh, where we've been getting a pretty good uh, amount of people listening to this show specifically, uh, which has been really awesome. Uh, I'm your host, You're Dimitri on, like, Pereira. Platforms. <laughs> Sorry, to yeah, we are, we're all over. We're all <laughs> just over listed place, everything. Uh, it's just like wow, that is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I want people. I want people to find us. That's kind of. I mean, that's the goal, right? Like, yeah. some people are like, let them work for us. Like, let them search out where to find us. But no. I don't think we're at that point. It's like, uh, like, I want to go the, I want to go, like, like, do the hitch, you know? Like, when yeah. they talk about hitch, it's like, I'll go 90, and they go 10. I need you know, know what I mean? Very well. So, you, yeah, we're good. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, if I haven't said that before. And uh, I'm not here to talk about comics alone. Although I'm going to be, I read comics every single week. Uh, I've found other crazy people that also read comics week to week to join me on this podcast. Uh, first, we got Trevor Reese. You know him from such shows as Comic Talk and the one time trivia show that we did, uh, Geeking Out. Uh, Trevor, how you doing? I'm doing good. This is the only Keeg show I'm rec a recurring character. I did one Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah. after show one Loki after show which there's yeah. one more episode left um yeah. so good uh and then yeah the 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 Keeg trivia yeah oh uh, you were oh, you also did the Pokemon drinking game yes didn't you yeah, yeah. So, yeah. okay so this is my only recurring role in the Keeg yeah. bingo you need one more yeah. yeah yeah what's I'm trying to think of what else wait Trevor have you I haven't been, been, on, I haven't been a, I haven't been on the Instagram live show Okay, the Instagram That's, live show. Have you been on the yeah. Keeg Live, which is our Saturday discussion, like topic no, discussion? No, I haven't been show? on that either. So okay. two more shows. Yeah. But yeah, I think I got Keeg Show Bingo. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, you get a punch card and then you get free frozen yogurt. 
at the end. Sweet. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, but I'm doing good. This was, uh, it felt, I was telling you earlier, Dimitri, it felt like a light week. Like some good titles yeah. came out, but it felt light. I uh, mean, say that to Michael, because Michael was reading indie comics and he had like five or six. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was still, it was still light for even indie stuff. Like, the yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why do you think that is? I think post-holiday, like it, it's post-holiday and June was a fifth week month. So I yeah. think that sort of spread everything out. I also think a lot of companies wanted to compete with X-Men number one. So yeah. Was- oh, oh yeah. I mean, there was a lot of variant covers for that, but let me introduce, let me introduce my second guest. Cause there's three of us today. We got uh, Michael Mead. Michael, how are you doing today? You've been on the oh. show multiple times before. Both you guys are our regulars on comic talk, but I don't think you guys have ever met. So yeah, this is fantastic. worlds collide, yeah. baby. Yeah, no, I'm doing great, man. Thank, thank, thank you for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you guys are both like really cool people, and and truth be told, like all the guests that I have on this show are really cool people. It, it's a show that's like close to my heart, where it's like, do I want to be talking comics with somebody who's just gonna hate on everything? Who kind of comes into it being like. I read this, but like, I hate comic books now. I wish it was like what it was like back in my day. You know, that's not the vibe we're going for with the show. Okay. But speaking to that, um, I was, I was reading the Illuminati trade um, again, like the, the Bendis, Jim Chung. Yeah. Um, like what it yeah. would have been like 2005 to six, maybe. Yeah. Let's uh, just, uh, maybe Oh seven or eight. Yeah, because like, it, when was Civil War? It was post Civil War, so yeah, so yeah. it would have been it would have been about like two thousand seven. Right. Yeah, Civil War is around two two oh oh six and something like that. So, yeah. yeah, but like okay. that that like was Marvel firing on all cylinders. That was the, kind of that era was when they were transitioning in like the Ultimate Universe really succeeded and really reignited like their whole line and the interest in everything. And like just yeah. before the movie, just before Iron Man, the MCU was starting up, like Marvel yeah. just was really firing. They really kind of like understood their characters, oh, even yeah. though like it was like a long period of uh, Tony Stark character assassination. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. like still like at the same time a, a very like solid fertile time. No, yeah, yeah. of course. Then you, I mean, you have the Civil War storyline that just just happened. If you're talking about Illuminati, and there, Bendis's Dark Avenger, uh, Avengers run that he was doing was at the same time, which was phenomenal. Before that, you had uh, Brew Baker's Captain America Winter Soldier run. Yeah. Right? So, like, I completely agree. That stuff was, yeah. that, that I was mean, a great time for 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 modern Marvel books at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I like I liked post Civil War uh, stuff because I like Avengers: The Initiative. And I like the idea was of good, the, yeah. 50, the 50 state initiative. I liked that. Like, I, I just, I really like that idea. Cause we also saw like cannon fodder heroes that well, like, yes. Like having, you know, having all these cool, like second, third tier heroes getting a spotlight finally. Yeah. Like, really cool. I like, they need yeah. to do that more. Like, that. And they can die, you know, they they can, can die, you know, yeah. that reminds me the, um, it's like a tie-in book with Secret Invasion, the initiative. I forget who it is. He's um like a uh a, a, a black character, kinda kinda looked like Bloodwind from Justice League, like sort uh blue uh 
cowl and uh like cape and everything but he he sort of had like the captain marvel scroll thing of like his programming went too deep that he okay. sided with uh humanity and oh, it was, was this, he was he part of the scroll kill he was part of this it, yeah he was part of, i forget but he was no he was assassinated like after he had this cool issue of him like declaring his like devotion oh yeah and then is immediately killed by the scroll kill crew but like yeah marvel like was giving like spotlights to like really like sub characters because like also at the same time like brubaker's run cat uh uh, steve's dead by 25 tony stark is barely iron man he's head of shield thor's dead because they did ragnarok like the trinity is like gone for a large chunk of time with marvel um, that they really just like had this crazy time. Not to take away from what's happening now, but no, but Crusader. Was... Yes, Crusader. Yeah, I just looked it that, up. Yeah, that issue with that issue with Crusader in Secret Invasion is amazing. But then, like reworking it's so sad. The old characters too, like like the, yeah. what, what happened with uh, um, Speedball after Civil War with with yeah. uh, oh. becoming Penance, like reworking such a like happy go lucky character into like this really dark and brooding character and it worked like like them taking these crazy ideas and these crazy leaps and jumps for the for their pretty known character that been that like that was his thing for like decades right yeah and, so, and then taking him literally 180 and so them taking a chance on all those between like early 2000s to like the early 2010s like that was pretty solid marvel right there yeah I mean, it was kind of edgy. It was edge core, right? It was just it was like, a little edge core. Yeah, you know. But they, the- but they paid it off. They, they, they. I think Mar- Marvel can get away with edge core a little bit more. Like, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think they have. Po- I think they make poor choices in the characters they make edge core, but I think their characters tend to be a little bit more versatile to be able to adapt to that. You can call the whole Ultimate Universe that. Like, that's, yeah. that's kind of right. what it was. Yeah. yeah. And, but they, but yeah. they, it, like, to your point, uh, Troy, like, they, they pulled it off. Like, the Ultimate, I love the Ultimate Universe. And up until, obviously, Ultimatum, everything after Ultimatum was whatever. But, like, I mean, yeah. Spider-Man remained good. Like, Ben, because it, yeah. was ben, it was Ben, it is Ben throughout. It was, like, one singular vision throughout. Like, but yes, to your point, gave, yes, everything us, else. Yeah, of course. Because, I mean, it gave us Miles Morales, which is, oh, oh phenomenal. Um, But, like, yeah having them start over and giving people a chance to jump into these huge prominent characters without feeling overwhelmed was something that neither company did no combo company yeah. did until that time unless you were like literally starting your own universe like image did or uh valiant did like giving them a chance but well they weren't the independent comics you were getting spider-man captain america iron man but a chance to jump in without having fear of like needing to know everything about them. yeah well the closest comparison is is DC post Crisis on Infinite Earths, but what Marvel did that was different in that was that they had they continued their universe and did the reboot universe. Yeah, of course. So it's like if you yeah. don't if you don't like what they're the doing smartest. with Spider Man, don't worry. The Spider Man yeah. you know, the Spider Man we've just fucked up with uh, Clone <laughs> Saga, he's still around. Don't worry he's about him. Boy. He's, <laughs> he's <good>. fine. <laughs> He's been revealed to not be a clone now, so he's fine. They took more chances with the Ultimate yeah. Universe, which, but, which I love. The MCU is more the Ultimate Universe than the Marvel Universe. Oh, for yeah, sure. I guess it, no. Sure. It started off that way, but I don't think that's the case now. It's an Iron yeah. Man It's an Iron Man that never dealt with his, uh, his alcoholism. Also, right. 
a romantic interest in uh, Black Widow. Sam Jackson, Nick Fury. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I get it. It started off that way, but that was Tom Holland Spider Man. Is yeah, he's is entire like to the point that they stole Genki from Miles to he's give him his Miles. leads. They literally have yeah. Miles. They yeah, him. which is Ultimate Spider Man. He had the same, uh, like, a lot of the same outfits. He's Ultimate Miles. <laughs> It's all, he's, it's he's all, it's all, it's all 1610. It's all 1610, baby. Okay. Here's my, here's my defense. Back in the day, everybody was ashamed of being a comic book, right? We had superhero movies that were ashamed of being comic book movies. We had Smallville that was ashamed of being a comic book show. All Heroes was out at that time. All these stuff. So, but, but so the Marvel Cinematic Universe started off on the foot of let's make things realistic and let's not, let's be slightly ashamed, but like still work into it. And kind of what built in with the slightly ashamed thing is um, the Ultimate Universe. Because the Ultimate Universe was a modern, no spandex, hardcore, like retelling of the universe, right? And I just felt like that kind of came about in that time. And then it slowly got away from it. That's my opinion. It was meant to be more. We got, four, we got 460 yeah. people watching us on volume.com slash create an account. It is free to create an account and let us know what you guys think. Like you guys remember the superhero movies back in the day. We're talking late 1990s, early 2000s, where I felt like they were a little bit ashamed of being superhero movies. I don't know. you, But you during that time period, you have Blade though. And that was not being ashamed of being But I'll, but but yeah, the, yeah but okay. The thing that the thing we had to remember with Blade that I have to remind myself and I it's only when like I watch like videos about like Blade is Blade was not Blade when they oh, made the Blade movie. No. Like they remade Blade, Blade is yeah, Blade is basically Keanu Reeves as Constantine is the same as Wesley Snipes as Blade. Like the, the difference, the difference in the character, while still capturing the spirit, but really diverging on uh, the character, like, like I hinging say, on the actor. Because, like, yeah, because Blade before the Blade movies, he was kind of like a British Van Helsing. Yeah, still black, but like he was, he was like he was a little bit more edge, but like he was wearing like purple and yellows and like glasses. Yeah, with his, with his, oh, uh, the goggles. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah like yeah. 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 He looked more like Hollywood from Mannequin than he did Wesley Snipes. No, they, uh, they literally changed the combo character. Yeah. Day yeah. and night after the movie, he was now Wesley Snipes in, in the Marvel universe. But, so, uh, yeah. It, but, like, you also, but then you have, like, the transition. Marvel is the, is the MCU, Iron Man, I think is the first time that there wasn't shame. Because you have this sort of shame uh, like like if the x-men yeah, movies were in a chamber of themselves then they would have been in spandex i would have seen yeah, a yellow sleeping wolverine i would have seen wolverine with a cow they were totally yeah. like what do you want yellow <laughs> spandex right like they were totally right. ashamed. They were close spider-man <laughs> was raimi was aware he was self-aware because he's sam raimi like he, he, yeah. he he's like this is kitsch Right, but look and, at the change to Green Goblin too. Yeah, and Green Goblin, like, put him in a, a mask, like, put him in a rubber mask, like, that's why you was hire like, Willem mili Dafoe. Military exoskeleton is yeah. like the go-to for the Marvel universe, or for not for the Marvel, for Ultimate Marvel, for stuff that's a shame. Military of, like, complex. You know, 
but, military exoskeleton. But like then you have everything. The farthest, I think, and this might be controversial, the farthest, the most shameful of being a comic book movie is the Nolan Batmans. Oh, they yeah. are the most oh, yeah. ashamed to be comic book most movies. Ashamed to be a comic book, sure. But, sure. Yeah. but at the same time, they escalated the realism and and like they brought the seriousness and the gravitas to it but they were ashamed and that's what, like iron man came out the same summer as dark knight yeah and so it's a post batman begins world which batman begins is probably the the best overall movie of the nolan trilogy um oh, i think so i love batman begins yeah um and so iron man is like an acceptance of the, the the Marvel universe because if they if they didn't accept it they were shameful he would have looked way more like Ultimate Iron Man but he looked like classic Iron Man yeah. but they updated the character and, and they fair. treated it seriously but it is also still very much a comic book movie it still is like the physics of it and the joy of it um like the Nolan movies are so dour and like most humor in comic book movies prior to that are prior to mcu yeah. are like more like adam west 60s batman kind of funny right i just think and as we we got a segue to the comics that <laughs> the came, comics out, that came uh, out this week <laughs> and not movies that came out two decades ago <laughs> yeah uh we got super relevant we, we, we do got nuv nuv the poet out there what's up nuv uh nuv is saying batman begins being the best of the trilogy is he agrees with that um and so it's always nice. It's always nice to see people because a lot of people will just knee jerk reaction is Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight. Sorry, I know. I, I do. I think Dark Knight is. I was gonna say silent about it, but I shouldn't. I speak, voice my truth. I like the. What's dark your truth? Knight. The dark. I like the Dark Knight. Man. I do. I, really I like. I mean, I like the Dark Knight. I'm just saying, Batman Begins. I oh, think yeah. is more solid. He, Heath Ledger is so is so incredible that he makes the Dark Knight a better movie in general. Right. Right. If but you Batman took and him, Bruce if you Wayne took him are out, the best. Yeah, like, yeah, Whenever yeah. Whenever he left the screen, all I was waiting for was him to come back in screen. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and he did, yeah, and, and Batman Begins, he doesn't have the Schwarzenegger. Like, he doesn't, uh, <laughs> like, his voice, it, it's, it's yeah. good. It's solid in yeah. Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, what was I, I, I was saying? So, Luckily, we're in this gold, like, I don't want to say golden age, but, like, comics have almost a synergy with the movies, and the movies are multi-billion dollar movies, and these franchises are being pushed, and kids know Groot, and kids know Rocket, and your grandma might know I am Groot. Like, who would have thought that years ago, right? Like, nobody could have guessed that. Right before Guardians came out, and I was... I was obviously working at a store still, and I was telling people, like, who knows who the Guardians are? Like, me and, like, five other people know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. And But this is going to, who, like, uh, who, uh, this movie's going to do not well at all. But then, right, of course it did. They they did it such a, an amazing way to get new people into these new characters. To them, it was brand new. And the same thing I, I'm hoping they're going to do with the Eternals as well. So, right. Like, I I, I'm hoping. Really know the Eternals. But, like, so excited because I mean the I mean you have classic Jeff, uh, Jack Kirby Eternals and then also Neil Gaiman's Eternals like oh such a good storyline yeah well, and um, we're we're in a post Ragnarok world where like Ragnarok was like the first time like they really were like 
no, Jack Kirby is like the lead designer of this world that we're putting up. Of the like, cosmic of the Yeah, cosmic. like that it makes me feel a lot like like okay, the Eternals won't won't be what the inhumans were. Yeah. Like that was that was a real swing and a miss. Like, right. Yeah, now that now that we've seen like Ragnarok and seen an embracing of that, it's just like all right, Eternals could be really good. It does. Yeah. It looks, yeah. It looks beautiful. Um Last week, we didn't have a comic talk episode. Um, and so were there any comic? I don't even remember. I, I It's so hard for me to keep track. Is there anything worth mentioning from last week that we we saw the kind of the completion of the Hellfire Gala kind of books? Because, um, again, I, as an X fan, I'm reading all the X-Men titles. And kind of what's cool about like us three is like we're reading as much as we can for this week's episode. So everybody out there... Uh, no matter where you get your comics or what you want to know, like if you want to know questions, anybody who's watching or even anyone who's listening to the podcast, hit us up on uh, our social media and ask us questions. Uh, but you can ask us questions live and we're more than happy to answer them. Um, the Hellfire Gala closes up. Uh, did you guys read the X-Men titles last week? Yeah, I loved. Yeah. I think the X-Men titles. Yeah. Like, I was pushing back to uh, the very first after the uh, Hickman like reboot kind of soft reboot but like um, yeah the first big event was X of Swords which I was very excited about but the way they uh, Marvel kind of put it out where you had to literally read every single book in that order and they had the one shot in the middle middle book and the end book like it was a lot to take in so it's kind of and a lot of people were missing it like shops like like a cable wasn't a very big seller at the time so of course shops didn't order a lot so you miss a good chunk of the story because shops yeah. didn't order a lot but Hellfire Gala, I loved because you didn't need to read all of them. You followed the characters you like. And if you've noticed in a lot of the back panels, you notice like the it was all one party, it was all one night. And yeah. you can tell, like if you read like Excalibur, you follow those characters. But if you go to then Marauders, every so often in a panel, you'll see the the Excalibur people walk by. So you know exactly where that takes place during what time. So you didn't need to read all of them. It was great if you did, but you didn't. You got the gist of the story of what's yeah. going on. Which yeah, I mean, really. The only the only additional like essential thing was Planet Size X Men. Like that was like get that. Yeah. That's the linchpin of this. That's where the story is. But right. really, well, yeah, was, just stay with your X books, whatever you're reading. That one yeah. is probably X Men number. I think it's twenty one or twenty two, whichever one. Yeah, the ad- introduction of the new team. Like, yeah, yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, no, that one. Yeah, for sure, I definitely agree with that. Like the X Men book. Um, and kind of like I think it was like they kind of highlighted four books. Like if you look at the checklist, yeah, because yeah, like yeah. Marauders, just because, mo- like the majority of the players who set up the gala were involved in it, and that was like I think the first issue right. of it. And then yeah, kind of Marauders basically- also deals with the Quiet Council a lot, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and I, I think it was the other one was Excalibur because they're reforming the team because Rogue's now on the new X Men team. And so mm-hmm. she was a big prominent part of Excalibur. So I think that was another one that they were just like, this right. is the new storyline. Now we're moving past Rogue. I think so. Um, the la- like we've uh, like Comic Talk is a, is a weekly show. Again, we took last week off. So really, what happens last week? We had an episode or an issue of X Factor, and then I think an issue of Cable, which not much happens in the Cable issue. Uh, but X Factor ends with the death of Scarlet Witch, and they come across her body. And uh, that's a big thing. We're leading into Trial of Magneto. Uh, this week's comics don't get into that. But uh, did you guys all read the X-Men comics this week? 
Uh, I just read uh, X-Men. Okay, I, I, I have about, the other two. Yeah, let's talk about X-Men number one, and then we can kind of go into some of the other titles, which are Hellions, Children of the Atom, and X-Force. There's four X-Men titles this week. Um, okay. But biggest book of the, week. Uh, the biggest book of the week was X-Men number one. So we're going to start big. I'm putting up uh, the issue covers. If you guys can see volume.com slash the Keeg show, you can see all these covers that I put up. They're beautiful. There's so many variant covers for X-Men number one. It's the beginning of a new it. era. They're the beginning of a new era, you know? Well, I like the we throwback. Got, we got a team. To, I like the throwback to Jim Lee's X-Men with the, with the uh, connecting covers. They also have those. Uh, yeah. With, and they're, you know, they're in the same places as Jim Lee's X-Men, which was really, really cool. And of course, they well, yeah. have more stuff around. Well, and that center one, that's the main cover. That's the one yeah. that most people got. That's uh, it's a I wraparound the, cover. Yeah, I love the Scotty yeah. Young. Uh, <laughs> Scotty Young always yeah. does a good variant. Um, yeah, and I like the uh, the one on the far left. The uh, sort of look like looks like a playing card. It, it looks, looks like, like it, the it looks old, like it's uh, by Laraz. Look, look at like here, like if you could see my background. Like Marvel Comics used to have like the the little rectangle that had the the characters' faces on them. Like if there were a team yeah. book, like mm-hmm. Avengers, like West Coast Avengers would have like all the faces here. And I think that that's yeah. what that's kind of showing us because you see that rectangle, like it's kind of a nod to that. I feel yeah, like. it does look old school kind of Marvel Comics group. Yeah, um, and it looks like Alex Ross did two covers. Like two variant covers for this. So he did the '90s one. The yeah, one that's that's a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, what I don't about the one behind? The one next to Scotty Young uh, behind yeah. that. I don't think that's him. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know who that is, but yeah, I don't think that's Alex Ross. Okay. Um, let's let's talk yeah. about it though. Let's talk about X Men number one now. Leading into X Men number one, um, for anyone out there who is is listening or watching that doesn't know exactly what's happening, uh, all the mutants live on Krakoa. Krakoa is a mutant nation island. Um, they are becoming a threat to all these nations' national security. Even though they are trying to build bridges and be good ambassadors, the mutants, you know, they're still anti mutant hate. Uh, the X Men have voted all the mutants essentially have telepathically voted for the x-men team which consists of gene gray cyclops rogue polaris uh wolverine who is uh x-23 laura uh then we have sunfire and we have uh sink and i believe that's the team right yeah yep uh we also have like sot like honorable mentions is forge like Forge yeah. is in this issue. Forge, uh, basically, you build anything, Forge is going to pop up. <laughs> right. But also, like, he also just might want to be close to the main team. Like, I just feel like, yeah. I don't know. I would. Like, if I was passed up, I'd be like, hey, you guys need an intern? You know? But that's, like, that's the, like, the thing to, rem- like, the other thing to remember in terms of the context of where the X-Men are is they have basically said, when it comes to mutants, we respect no borders. Like, yeah. It, we right. are all about mutantdom. If you yeah. are a mutant, it doesn't matter. If you are a mutant who is AI, we'll protect you. If you are an inhuman who's also a mutant, we'll protect you. Like a scroll, a, a scroll mutant, a scroll who's a mutant. Come on, you're yeah. a mutant. You are welcome here too. 
Are you an uh, island that's a mutant? Call 1-800-Krakoa. We'll live on you. That's how much we yeah. want you to be a part of the, the place. Yeah. But are uh, you a are yeah, are you a robot mutant? That's Warlock, right? Is Warlock a m- robot mutant? He's not a or robot. A robot? He's something well, though. He's a he phalanx, a, right? Yeah. But he uh, yeah. he might not be specifically a mutant, but he is definitely different from the other ones. Yeah. He has that connection with uh um Doug. Doug, thank you. Yeah, Doug. Yeah. Doug Locke. Yeah, I love his Doug. Yeah. Such a cool movie. Yeah, I think he's super <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the fact that like Doug is like in charge of like he's like one of the head people because he is basically in charge of like communications. Yeah, it's he's like, literally yeah, Doug. walking through the island. Like, like he literally yeah. is yeah, keeping everyone yeah. happy. So I love that. But yeah, no, that to play more on to your point as well, with the X-Men, they're home to all mutants, yes. But they're there. One of their rules is to obviously never harm humans either, never kill humans. That's one of their rules. And at the same time, they have this big front to them. Listen, we're mutants. We're here. Get used to it. You know, kind kind of thing. We're now a nation. Doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Here we are. If you want our help, we're here. If not, uh, there it is kind of thing, which I I like quite a bit, actually. Well, I I love the beginning and, like, Something I hadn't realized had it we hadn't seen the human uh perspective on was yeah. Ben Urich's conversation with Cy- Cyclops. I loved that. I loved yeah. that. So First much. of all, anytime you have Ben Urich, I'm just like, uh I just <laughs> I even though the movie sucked, I still kind of imagine Joe Pantaleone. Yeah, like yeah. I I yeah, I I was about to ask who's your Ben Urich? Because I do like the Ben Urich from Daredevil, but like but I they mean, got rid of him so yeah, they got rid of him yeah. like that's what sucks. It's just like we were so close. We've never had a true Daily Bugle in, depicted in live action. Yeah. We haven't had a true Daily Bugle and like yeah, Not when they came up, No, because Ben Yurick wasn't a part of it because he's, yeah, he, he was owned by oh. Fox. Because for some reason Ben Yurick's more of a daredevil character. He was attached to that. Same as like yeah. Kingpin. Kingpin is more of a daredevil villain, even though he first appeared in Spider-Man. Um, yeah. like it's yeah, it was the Fox deal, but yeah, we've all, we've never had Ben Urich, J. Jonah Jameson, and Robbie in the same room together in yeah, live action. That's yet. true, yeah. but maybe we can now. Um, especially yeah. now that they've said like Daredevil, not canon, um, <laughs> right? But um, I love like I loved his confrontation about like uh, so you're wearing Jumbo Carnation. Uh, I saw that motherfucker die in 2003. What is yeah. this about? <laughs> yeah. Where? How was Jumbo Carnation Pack? I, I didn't know that the humans, I saw I his body. Yeah, I didn't know the humans didn't know that resurrection yeah. was a thing. But now it makes sense. Don't tell people about resurrection. But then- but, but Jumbo Carnation is a known person who is known to have died. Yeah, and yeah. like now he's there. But then yeah. also the like the just the, the ending of their conversation, how you know, I love that the mutants like always feel from the human perspective, from the outside perspective, the mutant community definitely seems like they're hiding something. You know, like especially yeah. how how Scott was just like, okay, bye, and then and then uh, Ben Yurik's just like, you know, there's a lot of still unanswered questions. Scott's like, yep, bye, and yeah. so like <laughs> that, that, I, I I love that that, that kind of like they that they, that. Um, Duggan took that that 
that opportunity to show the different perspectives from yeah. before Hickman only really showed the power. Like he brought in humans, but he showed the humans from the mutant perspective. The mutants were always the one leading the, the charge on this one. But the very first few pages of this X-Men, you get it from, from Ben Urich's perspective, who was representing humanity at this point and what their, the, right. their, the curiosity of what, what's, what's really going on. Right. Well, I think that like, they finally have found a balance to be able to kind of discuss the fact that the mutants are a persecuted community. Like obviously like their legend is like the mutants are the stand in for minorities who are persecuted, but also reconciling that with like, these are beings that just terraformed Mars. Like they have the power to do that. And yet there's still the perception of persecution. Like, and I feel like finally the way Hickman's ordered the universe is like, they can finally have that conversation in a way that doesn't feel like cheap or like exploitive because it's like, now we also have like after post Grant Morrison, like mutants with kind of dumb fucking abilities, like up until like Grant Morrison, it felt like no one, like everyone was kind of like hot superhero mutants yeah. And like Grant Morrison from the jump, they had three face uh, Ugly John, the three face guy, yeah. who lasts two issues. Glob. He, he, yeah, I don't Glob, think he, like, I don't think he he doesn't last two issues. He, I think he lasts he, two pages. Yeah. He dies I, right in the beginning I, of number one. I feel like I feel like he makes it to the second issue and die and like Psychops Mercy killing of him, I think is second issue. Sure. I want to I mean, say we that shall, we shall look that up, but yes. But so what do I know? I'm only the the king of Keeg trivia. What do I know? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, he creates all these mutants like Beak and Glob that like, yeah. are still around, and they they have to live with their mutation. Like right, like yeah. they that's on there, but they can't. It's not like someone like Gene or Cyclops or you yeah. know like or Wolverine who can just walk around. He doesn't look like a mutant. Look like a mutant, right? But like I having that kind of like displayed now and them all coming together and to your point about like they just terraform mars right this yeah. is something that a lot of like the the human uh the people that uh had problems with mutants were like they're yeah, gonna get come together and they're gonna like destroy us and they're like well we came together what are you gonna do you know like yeah. like yeah. look what we can do if we finally come together like magneto tried to do it a lot of other mutant groups tried to like come together and of course magneto did it in, in a weird in a bad way yeah like but like they finally all were able to come together and like listen we gotta cut our our stuff out our our trivial differences mean nothing we are yeah. all people let's finally be together and let's see what we can do oh guess what we can do anything we want yeah right What's I I love I love the retcon of gold balls, like oh, yeah. Ben, yeah. Bendis yeah. created that guy like Bendis created gold balls on a dare like it feels like really <laughs> no oh, not okay. really but I, like just the like the, the way the character was depicted over the run of of in X Men and then when he he came over to Ultimate Spider Man with Miles like he was kind of a little bit of a joke like he was a fighter he was a good person but like but you're making gold balls all right guy yeah, he was at least named Dollar Dare he had to. Yeah, yeah. People are like yeah. your name's Gold. Like the way people are like your name's Ant Man. Like your name's Gold Balls. But yeah. I like. Yeah, and now he's part of the essential process of resurrection for mutants. Part of the yeah, five. yeah, yeah. He's the one. Um, that the capsules. He's phenomenal. It's great. Yeah. 
Uh, this is just issue one of X-Men, but it starts off, the first two or three pages starts off with this new enemy that I'm assuming well, is yeah, an enemy. We didn't even get past the first three pages of <laughs> the, the comic, by the way, everybody. Like, <laughs> that whole conversation was just like the first like three okay. pages. Let's get into well, the rest of it. D- Demetri, can I, I want to, I yeah. think this is the perfect time to bring this up. I was looking yeah. uh, at like the Twitch and looking at like the the episode times and there is uh-huh. the mark whenever i'm a guest of like it goes up <laughs> oh like oh, if you, you look at the episodes i'm on compared to like other episodes of comic talk yeah it's just like even the episode where it was just me and you we that was like one time. of the longest episodes <laughs> on comic right. talk so it's right. like my presence is not a good way of like having concise conversation. Hey, I don't yeah. like comfort flippers. I'm ready to go. Let's, yeah. let's pop it up. Well, I mean, I'm seeing Black Widow after this, so I <laughs> will have to end the show at some point. Um, but X-Men number one. Okay, so it, it introduces this guy and this this story, essentially. It's three pages long of this guy's story, and he doesn't pop up at all uh, in the in the rest of the thing. But basically, he um, he grew up very smart, he ended up like giving himself red skin because he was so smart. Like he genetically engineered himself to get to Mars, right? And he had his company focused on getting to Mars, getting to Mars. That's humans' next civilization. And suddenly overnight, they realize, oh, the mutants have already terraformed Mars and done everything. And he loses his whole life's purpose. And it's three pages of that. And we don't see what happens after that, but he's essentially what? Musk, Jeff Bezos, I don't know. He's like like these these billionaires that are trying to go out into space. There are people dying on Earth, but like, they're spending a billion dollars to go to space. That's in, cool. In Kevin Hang, that's the guy's name. Uh, okay. Uh, in Kevin Hang's defense, like he was a genius. Like graduated when he was thirteen, uh, right. and like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk just made smart investments. Yeah, and they, they um, were like, born into a, a life of, of yeah. Life, but yes. Um, but I love like basically it like lays down everything, and like as soon as they bring up Mars, you're just like, oh, I read Planet Size and I know where this is going. Uh, yeah. And then I love the line, and then one night the gods mocked him. Like that's such a like a good uh, line to just show his perspective of just like yeah. he he kind of feels like. His perspective of he is he's Prometheus. He is trying right. like the gods are doing their work, and he is trying to just steal some of the power for humanity, and and also like different from what we've seen from um, the uh, Ocris Osiris. I forget what the name of it. Uh, the the organiz- the human like superior. Oh, uh, orchid, 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 orchid. Um, like they're trying to stamp out the superiority of humanity. And it seems like what Phelan, uh, uh, Kevin's going to do is like try and take their power for humanity. Like, I think that's going to be the difference of what we've seen from Hickman's run, which has been mostly kind of human superior threats. I think this guy is going to be someone who's going to be more like, well, no, I see the power that's in front of me. I can wield that. I'm not right. going to try and like, I'll just take that and not like almost like the, the human from Morrison's run. Oh, sure. Right. sure. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's going to be a little bit more of his perspective yeah. of like, this is power to be taken and yeah. put into humanity. 
and not the human, like we've seen from Orchid, of just trying to stamp out and create something that could kill mutants. Yeah. It's just like, no, we're just uh, going to steal it and take, and take our place that we should be. We're the superiors sort of thing. Correction. I think it might be Orcus. Is it Orcus, Orcus? or Orchid? That's I mean that's what I was feeling like when I was saying like yeah. Osiris, because I feel like it ends. Yeah, in I that. think it was Orcus. Um, I'm gonna throw the ball to Michael, but really quickly I wanna say that I I think it's an interesting uh 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 parallel that Trevor is bringing for that like this guy is Prometheus, so he's gonna steal fire and give it to the humans, right? But also I see him also as Lex Luthor. He's a very Lex Luthor type like uh uh character. Uh Michael, uh what do you think about this guy? Is he is he the next big bad? Like is he is he going to be a Marvel level threat? Marvel level? Uh to the X-Men sure, but like I I think I like your perspective on that this is what he feels that the X-Men are like the mutants in general are like these gods, right? I feel like it's going to extend past him though. I feel like this is what Duggan's trying to make us feel like these are gods. Like, this is, this is the gods mocked him, right? We're supposed to, we feel his pain. Like, I, I don't think Duggan would have written into the story of, like, you make, you feel bad for him a little bit. Yeah, he was 13. His parents took advantage of it. Yeah. You know, it's like, so you're feeling for the guy already. He spent his life's work trying to get to Mars. He even changed himself. He's like, we can't change Mars, but we can change us. So let's make us better for Mars. And so, like, okay, we're feeling for this guy already, and then he just loses everything because these gods didn't even think about anything from themselves, from his perspective, anyone but themselves at this point, right? You know, I'm trying to better everything. I'm trying to help people, and look what they just did in a second. Like, mm, like exactly, he's gonna be the threat. Yeah, and right. I'm hoping he becomes like this big long-term kind of like big, big guy. Like, and I'm also right. hoping he doesn't become like this, like Dr. Doom character where he's just bad to be bad. Right. Kind, kind of thing. Right. Like, we're already feeling for him. So I hope we kind of yeah. see more too. But you um, probably, I was, was going to say, sorry, real quick. I'm going to, yeah. I was going to say the X-Men don't have any proper human threats anymore. And this guy could be the human threat because humans aren't a threat. They are so big and so powerful. The X-Men, like the mutants, like, as a whole, don't have any human threats. Well, I think kind of what Hickman is going for is the, like, power of, like, accolades. Like, the power of disciples. Like, because, like, mm. I think we've seen the de- at this point, we've seen the death of the at least initially introduced leadership of uh, uh, Orcus. Yeah. Like, I think most of the head people that have been introduced were killed. Like, we had, like, the Nimrod storyline where it's just like that was the head scientist and then he was downloading da 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 like yeah. i think this this guy might end up being a martyr and maybe the possible real threat to come from him is sub- the subordinates and i think he, like hickman's like, also like kind the, of like like the movement the idea the movement yeah like the movement's the thing and i think that's really what hickman is wants the line like that's his editorial purview is like it's about movements and, and disciples and, and followers are the real threats as opposed to the figureheads. The figureheads you could displace. Like they've shown that time and time again in Moira's uh she tried to join every single figurehead and neither and none of them succeeded. Yes, I was just about to try to bring up with with, with more more of a tiger. First off, I love what they what Hickman did with her. And then her like 
them keeping her quiet this entire time, right? No one knows about Mora except for Xavier and and uh, Magneto, right? No one knows what's what's going on with her. She knows what could be happening, right? Keeping um, um, uh, Mystique away from uh, reincarnating uh, her her wife, and yeah, that's that's going to be a huge player coming into, especially with with Hickman's Inferno coming out, and she's on the main cover, right? Mm. This is the first time she's going to be interacting with everybody, hopefully, and so like in combination with this new villain and then Moira, I think coming at it from both sides, Moira is going to, because she doesn't even consider us, like, from what I got from reading, uh, like, House of X and Power of Ten, like, she's trying to save mutants, right? But she's so disconnected from mutant kind in general. She puts herself away. Like, she's not even connected. So, like, her point coming in and something's going to happen with her and then this whole, I like your idea, Trevor, with the whole movement coming, coming in. So, Things coming at the X Men and mutants from both sides. I think the X Men and the mutants are in for some big hurt coming up for sure. I'm excited yeah. to see where that goes. Uh, we got Inferno coming up. We got Trial of Magneto coming up, and then there's like little things in each titles. Um, um, if we're moving away from X Men number one, I don't know if anyone had any final thoughts. Uh, there's a lot that's going on. We see a lot of emphasis on combining mutant powers to become stronger, like bigger, more powerful than the sum of their parts, right? Um, I'm personally not a fan of big mecha battles. I don't like mechas. Uh, I'm just not a fan of them because uh, I think it's, it's you know. Uh, but this one, it worked okay as long as each, ep- each issue isn't another mecha battle. Okay. Uh, there are some weird things that came out in this issue. Like there's humans genetically experimenting on, right? That was in this issue with the multiple armed guys and then he burns up and they start again and they're test like they seem to be like experimenting on something that was this right yeah mm-hmm. okay and then we also see in space that they're that all these aliens are gambling on earth's demise like earth's species demise and like there's that whole thing there's a lot of stuff that come out you see the high evolutionary there which i thought was an interesting yeah. thing because he has a yeah. big tie with Scarlet Witch when they found out that she wasn't a mutant, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. Like, so bringing the Scarlet Witch in and killing her, right? Which is the trial of Magneto, but then also bringing the High Evolutionary in, which is what he was the one that kind of created them, right? And so, I don't know. The, I don't know. This is just a, a thing I've been thinking about. Like, because of the, those connections, I don't know. Are they going to try to bring Wanda back to being a mutant? Like, Wanda and Pietro back to being mutants in the, MC, yeah. in the, in the, Standard comic six one six universe. So I don't know. Um, uh, really quick before we move off of X Men number one, um, I, I see a comment from somebody on uh, on YouTube. Uh, the advertisement for the space lawyer was their favorite part. Says aggressively <laughs> relaxing. That space lawyer has been popping up in a couple of different uh, uh, comics, like New Mutants and supposedly in a Rocket Raccoon comic. Uh, and the Empire of Wakanda is still a check on mutant powers. Um, so that's what, uh, aggressively relaxing, um, uh, there isn't any, at least prominent or what I can think of Wakandan mutants, right? There is, there's, there, there's there, one that I know of, I forget his name, but he has the, all the tattoos, he grows really big. Uh, yeah, what's his oh, name? Okay. Wait, the, the, uh, the, the one who wanted, uh, Nightcrawler to kill him? No, no, no. He, no, not, he, that, no. not in way of X. He, he, he uses his powers no. causing great pain, actually. I forget his name. Yeah. But he is Wakandan. And because okay. uh, he had a lot Gentle. of. Gentle. 
gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, his real name is Nesno. Um, aggressively relaxing. Thank you so much for watching. That dead astronaut art was was awesome. What's the dead astronaut art? It's like during the whole speech during the alien dinner thing that they were doing. The the guy comes out of the. the it oh, like a it's out of a fungus. Yeah, it like oh, yeah. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. Cool. I went back and like reread that section just because it was really, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pivot to a couple other X Men titles before we pivot to uh, uh, some other titles in general. Uh, but I want to thank everybody out there for 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 watching for keeping up. We've been talking about X Men. Uh, we're gonna move on to some other titles. Aggressively relaxing. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Anyone out there who could hear us, uh, follow us on social media at The Keeg Show on TikTok, on Instagram. Keep up with us. Stay tuned because we got a bunch of shows. Comic Talk is our Thursday night show. But continuing, did anybody read Hellions? Uh, yeah, I, I, I read uh, I read it. The Hellions 13. Um, we, we realized, I mean, Sin Mr. Sinister has some machinations going on, as he does. He has close. He's still cloning himself. I don't think Krakoa oh, allows him to like insane. clone himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's I know. Yeah. Well, I uh, mean, even because I mean, they show him in the was it the Fantastic Four X Men crossover. He has all the DNA of all these Omega level mutants except for Franklin Richards, but now he's not. Well, he's supposed anyway, to. So, yeah, that, I so, mean, I Xavier think, knows that. Yeah, but he, he's not supposed to do anything with them, right? But, right. Like you can't really stop Mister Sinister. He's going to do right. whatever he wants to do. Right. Um, not much happens in this other than Great Crow and Orphan. Orphan Maker? Orphan, orphan Maker. Orphan Maker? Because the Orphan is from Ecstatics, right? Orphan Maker. Uh, is the guy in the purple suit? Yeah. The, who's the guy in the purple suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Orphan Maker, right? But that's not, that's, like, that's Orphan Orphan? No, no, no. It's Orphan no. Maker. Because yeah, orphan power, like that's that's his thing, yeah. right? Like, it's I mean, not orphan. Powerful. Like we don't even know what, yeah. he, what he does yet. That's yeah, super- yeah. He looks almost like Machine Man. Uh, he looks almost like the Machine Man Ultimate Universe one, where he like is like mixed with like War Machine. It's like the latter day New Mutants, like probably like the last couple issues before uh, Secret Wars. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, what I was trying to say is we get some character moments in this one. Not much happens other than the ending where, uh, uh, miss the Mr. Sinister clone has been working with that one, that one thing, whatever's killed them in other worlds, right? Mm-hmm. It's those like masked things. I don't even, I don't even know what they're called, but I, I forget, but there's a bunch of them and they say they ate them. Like they killed Havoc and he, like one of the guys killed Havoc and he ate him. And like we're dealing with like otherworld kind of magical mutant cannibals, um, that's going to be interesting to watch. What I've what I've liked about Hellions is it feels like it's the first time they're just like, no, this is hell. So this is like we're going to deal with like the mystic uh, sort of mutant stories. Wait, Excalibur deals with mystics. Yeah, stuff. I was about to say that also does well, with like, like, like fairy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like it, it's no longer like oh we're hellions because we're bad bitches. Like it's now like no, yeah, it's yeah. hell's in the name. So we're gonna like go into some stuff. I didn't mean to say it's the yeah. only. Sorry to miss right. you. Right, like, like, like dark magic. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it's just like, no, we're, we're hellions because, like, we're going to deal with demons and shit and not, like, <laughs> we're a bunch of bad guys <laughs> raising <laughs> hell. It used to be, like, at first the premise for hellions was, like, it was like a Suicide Squad-looking thing. And then now it's almost like a dirty dozen ragtag team of, like, good and well, bad. They're coming together. Yeah. They're, they are. They're bonding. They're bonding. Right. <laughs> There's a there's a moment in this one where M, they tell Empath that he died for them, and Empath was like, "That's disgusting. I would never die for you." Like, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. And I love Gray Crow, by the way. Gray Crow and Psylocke is I love shipping people. I love shipping characters, and Gray Crow Psylocke is what I what I wanna 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 see. Great Gray Croc, Gray Croc, Psycho. Sure. Cy- <laughs> I don't know. Psychrock? I think Psycho uh, is. I, Psycro, Psycro. That's a good one. That Psycho is what I would go with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, also, Alex Alex Summers is is too much for me. Like he's been weird, and well, he's been weird ever since Axis when he got flipped, and they yeah. haven't been able to switch him back yet. Like not fully. Right. Like I don't know. Like because I liked him on. Uncanny Avengers, the first, uh-huh. first record, yeah, he was he awesome was like on the on the squad, and he was very leader. He's yeah. like almost a Captain America type, and then Axis happened, and he he flipped, obviously, but he never really kind of recovered from that, which was yeah. frustrating. I like I, I like him. I think he's I don't like I didn't like uh, I didn't like Alex in Uncanny Avengers what he said about mutantdom. Oh well, at that point, if you're looking at like the take your like take out of like the actual comic book. This was during a time when Fox was it was very angry. Yeah, uh, he was very angry at Fox. Was, and they wanted to. That was that was the start of the downplay of mutants. And yeah, so like, that was in humans and mutant time period. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, Havoc. I love. First, of all, I love that character. I know what you're saying, man. Like he right now in the past, like I don't know, five six years, he's not been great. Yeah. But like '90s was my favorite time with him. Oh yeah, Mutinex. Mutinex like, is one of the is yes. one of the best little like gems of the '90s. It really is, and I was such a shame they never put it into trade paperback. I had to collect all the issues to finally read that series, but like I loved it so much. Yeah. It was such a cool series. And if anyone like wants a cool X Men book, Mutinex, go find them. Such a cool um, book. aggressively relaxing says that sassy sinister is the most entertaining thing in comics right now. Uh, I do like Sassy Sinister. I, fi- I like that they finally they finally figured out a good personality for Sinister. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it works. It's working for him right now. Um, I, uh, there was a, uh, let's see. So that was Hellions. There was also X-Force. Not much happens other than introducing this, like, new thing where it's, like, the, the man things. There's more than one man thing. And there's kind of a pollution aspect to it. And they're just kind of starting a new arc with X Force, and uh, I don't know. Not much happens in it. I don't know if anyone else had thoughts. Uh, I didn't get a chance to flip through X Force, so okay, it's all right. Um, yeah. Again, not much happens. Uh, I, I can't. I can't in good conscience uh, recommend this one. But you know, Jesus. Uh, maybe maybe the arc, <laughs> that maybe the, bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like the arc is is just starting. So. Maybe it'll get better. But the really, the one that I cannot recommend, I don't know if you guys read Children of the Atom. Uh, n- issue number five came out. You don't like and the series? I do not like the series, no. Okay, all right. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest uh, fan yeah. either. I, I'm not I sold on it. I haven't, okay, let's, yeah. right, let's talk about this because I like Children of X. What, what, what do you guys not like about it? I'm very curious. They're not mutants. That's what I don't like. What is their... They're well, not I mutants. read the first issue like four months ago, so I forget why I didn't like it. I just didn't respond to it. Like the characters I just felt were just sort of like they're the story like it just kind of felt superfluous and like you're already yeah it doesn't need so much yeah but what do you what is it that you like about i'd, I'd rather i'd rather be sold yeah. on explain why okay. i didn't like right, it right, like right. i i think yes. that's more beneficial i think i think this is a book that's kind of playing the the opposite way like before an opposite way is in we're getting yes. They're, they find out now that they're humans, right? Like we like we obviously knew that going in, but like they're humans with uh, different tech that they got. Yeah. Um, that kind of mimic mutant powers, and so, but they're 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 excuse my phrasing. They're fanboyness, right? Of 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 the of mutants and especially of, of like the the main team of X Men. Like they're fanboyness, and they're but it's not just a fanboyness. They they love mutants and what they do for humanity and they, they're tired of seeing them being pushed off to the side so it's kind of showing that it's kind of giving a um, minority platform a little bit being like listen this is this is kind of being like no we need to stop all this kind of like garbage putting out look how amazing these people are and like it is kind of like pandering a little bit i will give you that but like having this uh, admiration for these characters i think is really really cool and uh, something we really don't see too much in the Marvel Universe, because the mutants have been hated so much throughout the Marvel Universe, and that's their thing, right? That's their thing. But, like, their goal of mutants, like, if you're thinking about it from the universe perspective, their goal is to not be hated anymore, to just live, like, you know, a being like, that deserves to be living. And so having people actually starting to admire the X-Men in that way and having these kids, especially the new generation, do that, I think that that's a really, really cool premise. And having representation of showing that like it's yeah it's cool to it's cool to admire people with with different yeah people. it's cool to do that and so i i, Here, I think that was really really cool to uh, handle that yeah here's my quick thoughts uh, i i like the way you're coming in at it uh michael and i could definitely see this like getting better i just don't think it's shown enough for the point that they're trying to make so sure. i'm gonna draw some real world parallels i'm gonna draw some weird they're either <laughs> no, I was that's gonna, a parallel you're gonna draw. No, uh, that, kind of, kind of, that, of yeah, <laughs> uh, kind of. I was gonna make some more, more nuanced uh, uh, comparisons. Uh, best case scenario, they are human allies of 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 mutants, and that it's gonna show the human perspective on mutants through the people that love them, right? Sure. So. So best case scenario, they are they are kids who have celebrity idols, right? Yeah. And then, you know, they want to be like their idols, but they can never quite attain that. Well, and uh, and I would it takes I a would, lot though to like do but, what they're doing though. Like they're they're being inspired yeah. by the X-Men. That's a little more than right. having an idol, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Like, I, it's more than having a poster in my room. Like it's just like right. they're inspiring these kids to take the next step to fight for what's good. Yeah, okay. but, I would, but I would say, like, it, I mean, possible appropriation concerns aside, it, it is, I think it is very beneficial, especially since the X-Men are, like, the de facto minority comic book. Like, that's, they're yeah. always, that's what they're always there for. That's their stand-in. Right. 
um, to sort of have a book that illustrate, especially for such a community that's like so cis white male to show, have a book that's like, here's what allyship looks like. Here, what being involved while not being a part of it looks like. But I haven't read it enough to know if Children of of the Atom is succeeding in that. But I do say there is definitely a benefit in having a book like that for sure. Like, I definitely yeah. acknowledge, Trevor, your your point of the appropriation aspect of it. It is a very thin line that they're 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 walking right now with. with yeah, the, right. It's especially it's, thin when it's like, but it's superpowers. Like, I mean, it, I it, yeah. the argument of like, well, how is Spider Man not a fucking mutant sort of thing? Like, yeah. It, <laughs> but it, at the same time, but it is like with especially with Marvel establishing that like mutant is not it, it's a race. It is the it, it's the stand-in. So utilize specifically utilizing mutant powers by mutants is like well this if mutants are the minority group this is the mutant appropriation like that's right of course i also think having the main characters of children of the atom being um people uh like the one of the main characters is is lgbt right and and then mm-hmm. one of the characters is african-american like having having other uh kind of minority characters also brought up like they are the main characters of this story these brand new heroes you know being spotlighted on and admiring other heroes that are looked down upon for being different kind of thing. So I think that's also right. a really, really cool aspect of it as well. But yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Until like, I haven't noticed it yet, but I see <laughs> your point is that it can right. easily go to uh, to that other side very, very easily. So yeah, yeah. it's it's it just I, it's, I can speak to that for sure. But like even even aside, like it's the fact that Marvel has established what the mutant metaphor is that it it, like even if it isn't right or intended even if it is more of like the lines of like well superpowers are superpowers it's just like you have to acknowledge like but this is what the metaphor is that the publisher has decided for these characters so those are the rules you're coming into so you need to understand when you pull at these threads this is what you're pulling at because this is what the metaphor is and this is what it's representing and so, but also like at the same time, like hearing it described as just like, I think I read that before and it was called Young Avengers. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it that's, is very that's similar. That's a little of the it other thing. Similar. Like aside from all the the points I'm making, it's just like, that just sounds like the first arc of Young Avengers. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Here's my quick, here's my quick point uh, before we move on is that uh, I don't think, Okay, so I think that, like, with some better writing or some more pointed writing that this series can explore some really good nuanced topics and figure it out. I don't think it's ever to the point of Malibu's Most Wanted with Jamie Kennedy. I don't think it's to that case. Uh, also, two, two other comparisons. Two other comparisons that I'm tr- I'm, I wanted to make that wasn't Rachel Dolezal is, <laughs> is Jews for Christ. Have you you guys know the know the there's a group called yeah. Jews for Christ, so I don't I, I'm I'm glad it's not that or like like the equivalent of like like uh uh I I don't know like like early '90s white boys trying to like break dance in pretty like, pretty Brooklyn fly for a white something. guy yeah you know what I mean <laughs> like like I I don't think it's necessarily it's not like that. But I think that the writers should should be uh, 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 cognizant that like it's different than these humans dressing up with these with these uh, 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 powers and costumes that are reminiscent of the X Men. 
I think is different than them just being like, okay, I got optic blast. I'm going to call myself unicorn, right? Like <laughs> after the unicorn villain from, from Iron Man. Um, I think there's a difference. And then the question is, is mutant nah, culture, is mutant culture for humans? Cause they, I they say no. Like, it's yeah. I think it's, I, they and, and that comes with real world things. I don't know. Here, I don't know. It's not though. Heroism is not. So I think I'd like that. Kind Heroism of, is not. Heroism is not a mutant for everybody, and I like that. That's so far in the story. That's what they, the kids that are mimicking them, are really going for. That they're inspired right. to step up and take the mantle of being right. a hero. Which you're yes. called to, to the Young Avengers. Same thing. Very, very similar. Yeah. Um. Yes, they are mimicking the the powers of the original X Men. Uh, not just right. the original Gambit too, and Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I, def- I definitely see that for sure. I just, I, yeah. I like, the, I like the inspiration part of it and giving yeah. a lot of, and yeah. giving the, the platform for these characters to be admired, admired. Yeah. We're and getting, shown it. Well, and we're getting bogged down way too much <laughs> in, 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 a, in a series that I personally do not like. So I'm wondering. <laughs> and I haven't read in I, depth at all to be able to do, do this. Do, do I use the producer? Do I use my producer slash yeah. host status yeah. to veto no, a conversation and be like, it. that's it. I, uh, no, thank I, you for talking I, about no. that. That was really good. I appreciate that. That was good. <laughs> um, I, I think, like, I'm going to continue reading it, but, like, at the same time, I'm like, I hope it goes somewhere best. My only complaint from all our talk is that I don't know how Nightcrawler would feel if a non-tailed human is putting on a tail to pretend to be him. That's probably my most, the most egregious, egregious form of appropriation is Nightcrawler's tail on a human. But that's just, that's just me. Yeah, hey. No, that's it. I mean, but that, yeah, then you have the mutants who have sort of, not necessarily secondary mutations, but sort of different connections of like Wolverine's animalistic side, Nightcrawler's sort of demon heritage and like the, like, there, there's further layers to the conversation we're having. Yeah. Um, we're going to, but we're going to, we're going to wait and we're going to, we're going to talk about children of the atom number seven when it comes out. But for now we will move but, on to uh, uh, some more, some more stuff. What else do you guys read? I mean, if we're, we want to stick with Marvel, I read amazing Spider-Man and I have to recount uh, a theory I made. Spencer. Yes. I mean, well, to be okay. So I, I've been, I predicted like a couple months ago that um the uh sort of kindred um uh mephesto storyline was going to conclude not in 75 but in 100 that okay sinister war was the build to now and then kindred was going to be the thing now first of all didn't know nick spencer was leaving at the end of 75 uh and didn't at the time understand that Kindred was going to be setting up the Sinister Six. Um, is which, he setting up the Sinister Six? I feel like they're two different things. He said he's setting up a lot of Sinister Sixes, and I have some theories okay. about that. If we want to get just to that, um, because we, we'll okay. get. Mm. Well, I mean, well, the issue the issue is basically Spider Man is kind. Spider Man's life is hard, and the lizard. Yeah. Gets, Got ter- and Kurt Connors and the lizard were split in half. Like that's basically yeah. the issue, right? Like yeah. And then there's the side stuff with with Carly Carly Spencer. Is it Carly Spencer? Cooper, What's her name? Cooper. Co- Carly Cooper. Carly Cooper. 
But it was pointed out to, uh, in an article uh, I read that was pointed out that she's with Harry Osborne, which why is there Harry Osborne? Especially when there's a, there was, a Harry yeah. Osborne corpse and another Harry Osborne and Kindred's running around, which basically means yeah. that kind of like Loki, it seems like uh, Kindred is a Harry Osborne variant. Sure. Like he, it's his, so it's the it's the pre brand new day soul of Harry Osborn, which explains why there's a Harry Osborn body, and yet the Harry Osborn that we've known since brand new day seems to be in the jail cell with um, Carly. That yeah. seems to be this that I can see that. Yeah. Current yeah. Harry Osborn. Michael. Uh, Michael, what do you what do you what do you think about this one? Oh, this newest issue. Yeah. I mean. I've been I've been enjoying Spencer's run for for a little bit. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited to have a n- new creative teams coming on. To be honest with you, um, yeah, his run kind of got was getting a little stale for me at least. Um, but I enjoyed it thoroughly, especially when Ryan Otley first come, when they first started over. Like Ryan Otley is one of my favorite artists, and so like that really kind of draw brought me in just from Invincible fame. Like uh, gotta love it. Um, what I was just gonna, just to your point really quick, like. I forgot. Like next week is Sinister War number one, and then yeah. it's the week after is Spider Amazing Spider Man's uh, se- uh, seventy one. It's yeah. just like like runs burn up quickly on Spider Man yeah. now. It's, no, it's yeah, like they go through. Well, because yeah, it comes out twice a month too. So that's that's also a thing too. Like uh, they they really pump out Spider-Man. more than twice a month, right? It's like three. It's like, like three. Amazing- I think it's three times a month. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's it's well, and I mean, not to mention the giant size stuff or the annuals that come out. Yeah, we had, the we amazing had a Spider-Man issue, annual like, was ago. We had like a bigger yeah. issue two weeks ago. Yeah, the yeah. and then this week the main issue. I mean, and, conspiracy, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah um, a lot of Spider-Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna bring up the final page in. Um, where is this? Is it the double page uh, spread of all them? Yeah. Good, because yeah. that's what I, I want to talk about. Okay, I'm gonna bring this up and let's talk about it because I counted. Each I counted how many. That's what I wanted to bring thing. up. That's All exactly right. what I wanted to bring up because Michael, are you alert. Alert. Yes. All right, there we go. All right. Spoiler alert. Right there, one of them anyone, has five. <laughs> one of okay, so so for anyone who is uh, listening to the podcast but not watching this, if you watch it, you can see this panel. Uh this is a double page spread of five different teams, one of which has the sinister six. Another one has like foreigner and uh, 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 whatever that sh- the the gambler kind of guy and Taskmaster and Black Ant and Jack O' Lantern guy. Um, then you have like a team with like cast- with with Boomerang. The sinister and, like, foes of Spider Man. That's what those. Yeah. That's yeah. That's and the, then you that's also that have another. Sinister. You have like Vulture's team, Vulture's and then you also have team. Beatles all female team. They're the syndicate, right, or something like along those lines. Like that's their name. The, the, something the, like that. I forget. Yeah, Beetle. Yeah, they uh, they they're like a criminal enterprise. But yeah, but I love love the fact that the superior foes, the one with Boomerang and Shocker, yeah. Hydra, and the the D list guys, and Boomerang just coming off a uh, aborted redemption arc. Like yeah, they're the one with five, which means they need a new another member. Cannot wait to find out who the sixth member of their team is. Oh, you don't just assume it's Spidey? I just assumed it was Spidey. I assume it's Spidey, but like, why, maybe why, though? Why, why, why would you assume that? I, why would I assume it's Spidey? 
that's too easy for me. Maybe I, maybe I'm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it, it, it's one of those like I'm not, I'm not expecting Spidey, but like at the same time, if it is, it's like yeah, of course he's him and Fred and their connection, like duh, like that's the best. If he's gonna be on the Sinister Six, that's Spider-Man Sinister Six. And Overdrive, Overdrive is trying to turn over a good leaf, maybe. Fred is too. I mean. Shocker is like such a joke at this point that like I feel like people just build in that Shocker's gonna rob them every month. Uh right. and like Speed Demon, like okay, you you <laughs> yeah. exist. Same with Hydra Man, like those guys, like yeah. those there, guys, like, yeah. Scary. All of those guys, like you're there, you're harmless, whatever. Like, but like <laughs> right. I think like Hydra Man, I, I I think Hydra Man and Speed Demon are the only ones who have never flirted with a redemption arc or really had any sort of personal connection with Spider-Man in the comic. Right. right. No, and Hacker Man was like, a, he was huge villain for a very long time. And then he's kind of gone by the wayside forever. So mm-hmm. who? Hydra Man. Who? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, mean, I he, feel like Hydra Man, Hydra Man was bigger in the animated series in the nineties than he was in the comics. Right. But I think that sort of the way the nineties cartoons influenced the comics, I think Hydra Man sort of had like, uh, he cast a shadow for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm very interested. Honestly, I would love just for a, for a um, sort of uh, 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 symmetry, I would love there to be six Sinister Six teams. <laughs> like, that's five of them. That's five of them. And one of them has five. You know that that team is going to get a sixth. But I would love for there to be another. Well- we need pull, a, so we get six teams of six. That's pull it I'm up. Up. Pull it up. Let's who do we who do we have? Who's missing? Or actually, I can pull it up on my screen if you don't want to put it back up on yours. I'm not. Um, I, can, I can put it back up. Because um, like, is there enough for since we we kind of predicted maybe Spider Man will join the Superior Foes Sinister Six? Is uh, there is are there enough people to fill out a Spider Man Sinister an anti Sinister Six? Like, uh, well, we got Norman Silk. Osborne, Silk. Oh. Like, I mean, not, not necessarily the spiders. Like, could Spider-Man oh. call upon disparate people within his world? Because there, you got Norman Osborne's redeemed, and we have Ned Leeds' uh, redeemed Hobgoblin. Like, there's two people okay. right there who are unclaimed and figuring pro- figuring prominently into maybe, the storyline. Just like maybe Cardiac, maybe. Cardiac, like yeah, I think yeah. Spencer might have a little bit of a bench to be able to grab onto to form that sixth, the the spider Spider Man Sinister Six, which would be fucking awesome to see great, who yeah. Spider Man would assemble for his Sinister Six. Yeah. That, um, I mean, that's true. Uh, whose run had um had Prowler in it? Uh, oh, when wow. Prowler was pretending to, well, not pretending, he was the alternate Spider Man. When Hobie Brown, Hobie Brown was the all. It was um. Was that a, a, a was that a, a Parker, blip in this Parker Industries? That was Parker oh, Industries. Oh, then that was slot for the most part. That was definitely slot. okay. That's Parker Industries was slot, yeah. Yeah. It was Parker Industries with the light up with the light up uh, spider logo. Um, oh, yeah. When he was yeah. in Hong yeah, Kong, was def- I think that was with definitely Alex slot. Ross covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Hobie Brown would be cool to see again. Because Hobie Brown's being pushed aside for Aaron, uh, for Aaron uh, 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 Davis. Yeah, you know Hobie Brown's getting uncle. no getting no respect. Aaron Davis is the de facto prowler now, and it's like it's, we just bring up the fact that technically 
Miles's dad is named after the uh, president yes. of the Confederacy, and technically Miles's name is Miles Davis. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I love uh, that. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to bring it up. Yeah. Just, just, I, th- I think just, they've, I love I think they've talked it up. about it before. I think they've talked about yeah. it before. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm 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 excited to see where Sinister War uh, goes uh, as well. Well, yeah, especially since it seems to have even larger stakes. Like it seems to be hinging a little bit more on the Kindred story as well. Like on top of being like, because I, I I thought it was just going to be an event. I thought it was just yeah. going to be, let's have this crazy Sinister Six thing and everything. But I love the fact that Spencer's like, no, it's like, this is culmination time. No, totally. Right. And, and if you've seen the promo images of Sp- the new Spider-Man stuff, especially when Gleason takes over and stuff, it's it's not, because he has a new costume. So people are speculating it's it's not Peter again. It's going to be Spider-Man. It's going to be, um, uh, uh, not Ben. Um, Kane? Not, maybe maybe it's Ben actually no it's, it's the the thing is going to be Ben that's right yeah that's right very, he has it the, has the Ben Riley Spider Man yeah the oh Riley yeah yeah Spider-Man. yeah and so something might happen with Peter so this might be a very very big deal this this, this sinister thing so especially because I think that'd be cool to have him not forever obviously whenever they do this they never last forever but like having Ben coming in as like the main Spider Man for a minute would be cool plus having Having Patrick Gleason draw him for a minute would be really But ben, <laughs> ben is evil. Last time I saw Ben was evil. I mean, no. the story, you know? I mean, Ned Leeds came back and he's fine. And so, yeah. so was Kane, though, too. And during his uh, Scarlet Spider run, he was trying to do something. Really yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, so there we go. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm st- like, it's, it's going to be good. Like, I think Nick Spencer is like i i i i'm more especially with like spider-man especially with like a raw long running title it's like don't you don't like i don't need like a jeff Loeb jim lee hush or like a mark millar like john ramita like enemy of the state agent of shield like wolverine like i don't need like these 12 issues shot in the arms like i like like a journeyman guy who can just give me qual like give me a run get, don't give me sure two trades like I, and I think oh yeah don't give me a sprint give me a marathon right yeah I think Spencer really really delivered on something like I think he had a really solid run I like that Michael I like had that. something to I say love, yeah I love that but people people didn't like that when Tom King tried to do that with Batman like people oh, didn't like yeah. his, his Batman law he Tom King just like uh John Hickman those guys can play the long game they know how to stretch out a story but people people really that's what got him off Batman that's what got him but, pretty much was I think, but there's word from it. There is a difference, though, between being able to write along, doing the marathon over the sprint, and just being able to write. I think Straczynski, he wrote Spider Man for a long time. He wrote Spider Man for a long time, and the wheels came off that like late in the game, but like they, like he did not stick his landing. Like that thing really came off the rails like he did not want to even do brand new day he tried to get off of it he was yeah. pulled into it contractually but like even before that it felt like it just was like kind of like just rickety but i don't think spencer had that problem no it's, it's, and it's like very similar to john Hickman, especially when he was doing his fantastic four run yeah 
like he, the way he like had these mini stories that led in this huge overarching story that you didn't even know as part of the main story until the very end. You're like, oh my god, oh of course, yeah. and that's good storytelling right there. Like, yeah, every little thing mattered, and I like what Spencer's doing for sure. But I like I said, I think having a little new new blood on there at least for a little bit would, would be really yeah. good. Not saying that he couldn't come back and do another big story arc coming up, but like, you know, yeah. Yeah. A but no, I mean, he's he's seventy five issues on top of all the supplementary like one shots like like just from where i would like really got into his run uh before i like caught up was like king's ransom since uh since the norman osborne like basically like spencer with like i think christos gage is still kind of like the the backup pitcher for amazing spider-man stuff but like he was like doing a lot like same with like uh jonathan williamson just left flash and just like at the end of it he might have the longest continuous run just because he was putting they they churning out issues left and right on the flash and think spider-man since brand new day has been like three times a month and just burns through writers in a not in a bad way but like what should be like five six years because the release schedule is now like two or three well, yes, and like having a multitude of different writers, like it was is great because you get a different perspective on on the character and different high story ideas. But at the same time, you kind of it kind of chunks it out, like what you're saying. It breaks up what should be, because like it's at least in my opinion, people come to Marvel and DC for like the big universe thing and breaking it up. You can have your your separate stories and small stories, of course, but having this big shared universe, right? Having following Peter Parker through his life as Spider Man, and if you have these different um, small chunks of writers coming in just to do like what you were saying with with Mark Miller and um, just having these like little one shot big stories right and it breaks up the what should be a continuous kind of like uh, so it is kind of jarring for the for the for the for the monthly reader is what I should say mm-hmm. for trade paperbacks of course if you're just a trade paperback reader yeah. it's awesome like this is a great Wolverine story this is a great Spider-Man story but like for for the monthly reader that's reading it continuously and following it forever like it definitely breaks up the breaks up the story a little bit just just from a reader's point of view at least, at least yeah when it almost um, like feels unintentionally insulting of just like I've been reading this book and I haven't had a problem with it, but now you're telling me that I'm going to get Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee doing a 12 issue thing to boost sales. Like I was liking this. Like what was wrong? What's wrong with my taste? What are you saying to me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we gotta, uh, I want to, uh, pivot to extreme carnage alpha. Did you guys read that one? Ooh, no. Michael, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Don't Um, uh, yeah. Michael, this is forward. like a big like the, it's not even like I wouldn't consider it like a huge event because like uh was it like um uh absolute carnage and then this is breaking off from King and Black um where yeah. you know Venom is gone doing his own thing Carnage isn't there so it's all the other symbiotes um yeah. kind of like trying to figure out their way and one symbiote in particular is kind of like going and taking them out and that's kind of yeah. like Thompson's anti Venom and so Agent anti Venom kind of thing he's he's yeah. just kind of back and so it's it's a fun story it's especially if you like kind of the carnage and symbiote universe like it's a i don't story. i yeah, actually i don't but great. i read it i did uh, read what, it what, what, what do you think then i i liked it um i don't like carnage i think he's talk about like an edgy character just to be edgy uh literally. uh it's like, it's like they're you know they're What's that? <laughs> literally, literally turns his yeah. arms into action. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think 
there, there are certain characters out there that there are like kids in sixth grade being like, you know who my favorite character is? It's Carnage, you know? And like, there's, you know, like it's those edgy, those edgelord kids that, that love it. Yeah. But um, this one is not bad because I like the story with this. Basically the story of Extreme Carnage is that, and this is, it, it's kind of interesting, especially for an X-Men fan. Basically, there's a guy running for senator or going to be running or a senator that's going to be running for president or something like that. And he his platform and it ties in a lot with uh, uh, stuff right now. His platform is to get people riled up to be anti-alien after the events of King and Black. He's running on an anti-alien platform, even if he isn't completely for it. But he's like, let's rile people up. Let's let's give me power. And so. Like, it's a lot of this politician's point of view, but then it's also the symbiote of Carnage, even though Cletus Cassidy is dead, still has Cletus Cassidy's imprint on it. And so he's trying to infect as much stuff as he can. So there's a whole thing where, like, the symbiote infects a fish who infects a shark. That shark jumps out of the water and and eats or infects a human who then infects, like, and it keeps working his way to America. It's a Joker scheme. Like, (laughs) kind of. It's entirely a a Joker scheme. It's like, I'm going to infect this, I'm going to infect this, and just pass down the line. Uh, But the the Carnage is trying to infect all his other symbiotes, and we don't see that that much. But what we do see is uh, Flash Thompson having something to do, because Flash Thompson is ancient anti-venom, and... He's the last line of defense against the worst symbiotes of the universe. That's Men in Black, Men in, kind of. But, I yeah. was I was trying to come up with a that's the Venom that's the Venom that's the Venom in Black. I don't know. <laughs> that's, okay, yeah. So okay, I read King in Black. I didn't read Two Hundred. It's it's waiting for me. It's 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 freshly pressed, and I haven't read it yet. But. It, did Flash Thompson get Roy Harpered? Like he just popped back up to life? Like last I checked, he was dead. When did he was dead? Right? He was. Yeah. When did Flash Thompson come back? He I don't just know. Shows back up. I, I don't. He shows back up. He shows back either. Yeah. I, I was thinking the exact same thing because he he was all the all the per, and, per, and promotional it, material. Slot, like, that was like the last thing Slot did was killed him. Yeah. Exactly. And, and like right before uh, eight hundred. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so, yeah. And red, I was, I was, red carnage. I was, seeing, I was seeing anti-venom, agent anti-venom specifically on all the promotional materials. Oh, is there going to be a new agent anti-venom? Nope, he's playing stuff. His flash drives and stuff. Well, it's just like uh, that. It, so now he's, he's. That's the progression oh. of venom. Like you basically, you are venom. You are lose control on the suit. Then you gain control and become a hero. And then the suit's taken from you. Uh, I don't know if Eddie Brock died from cancer or not and then was resurrected, but, like, y- you lose the suit and then you come back as an anti-venom, which is what happened to Eddie Brock. Yep. Um, brand new day. What, what, what uh, looks like, like, sorry, looks like Flash came back during King and Black. His, his uh, Flash was part of the symbiote hive mind and he ends up... Uh, uh, is that Flash go it happens in Venom. That's what it says. Um, so Flash goes to the cemetery where his body's been buried and he reanimates himself. And that's how he's been back. That happened in Venom 34. Okay. 
that's that's the guy who used to pick on Peter Parker. <laughs> right. And now he's resurrecting his own body. Right. Crazy times. <laughs> right. Like that's like honest, I remember like friends of mine who have like gotten into comics, like actually like I'm making the college effort and doing it just like I don't know what to tell you where to start. Like so much has changed from when I started. Like yeah. Status quo has been upended how many times in the span of I've been reading comics regularly 20 years now, like 21 years now. And it's just like, I can tell you how many times everything's been so drastically changed. Like when I when I started reading comics, Supergirl, Green Arrow, and The Flash were dead. Cara Danvers, Oliver Queen, and Barry Allen oh. were dead. Yeah. And then they became the face of the CW. Like, comics are an ever-changing beast, and characters just constantly are evolving and changing and different than what they were when they first started out. Like, yeah, the idea of, like, I the, like that, though. Yeah, but, like, the oh, idea yeah, of the you know? purity yeah, of, like, right. oh, Spider-Man's a, a high school character is, like, when? When was Spider-Man a high school character? He, Stanley graduated him in three years, and... He was in college for the most part, like just like the whole status quo of it. Like Robin, Dick Grayson has been Robin for at this point, maybe even longer than he was Robin. Like it's getting close. He just celebrated celebrated his 80th anniversary. And I think it was about 40 years that he became Nightwing. So Nightwing in mid, mid, like mid eighties. Right. But he was, he was been Robin since like the forties. So there's still a good 40. Four. Well, Batman came out in 39. And I think Robin was 40. So okay. yeah, he was yeah. in Robin in the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and a little bit into the eighties. So at some point within the current decade we were we are in, Dick Grayson will have been Nightwing longer than he was Robin. And yet you ask your average person who is Robin, Dick Grayson. Like we're getting that though. So it's almost yeah. <laughs> uh I'm I'm trying to look it up. Uh let's let's uh I want to get through a couple more things before we got to get going. But uh, did you guys read Avengers? Avengers 46? New storyline. Yeah. New storyline. The trial of She-Hulk. The Red Guard, right? That's that's Russia's team? Red yeah. World, World War she Or Winter. Winter Guard or Red Guard? The Winter Guard is, yeah. Winter Guard. Winter yeah. Guard. The Winter Guard, they're in, they leave her in the Red Room. Okay, Yes. So, uh, so something like they come in and it's kind of sad. Basically there, I mean, the whole issue is a, is the winter guard, uh, coming into the Avengers headquarters, defeating certain people taking, uh, and then trying to kidnap She-Hulk. And that's, well, yeah. Gorilla man essentially betrays the Avengers and because his deal with the winter guard is that they'll allow him they'll allow him to die because he cannot die. And that they, they that the Winter Guard have a deal with Dracula that helps would help Gorilla Man finally die. And Gorilla Man beats up Iron Man. He takes him by surprise and he beats him up because yeah. Iron Man's not even fully suited. And it looks like then, blood. Yeah. I did not know Gorilla Man is an immortal is a thing of his. I did not know... Well, that was a trait, or even like if that's a new development, I did not know that. Like, oh, Gorilla Man can't die. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I get what's Jimmy Woo think of this? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, I get him mixed up with Congo Gorilla, Congo Gorilla from from DC Comics, the golden, yeah. the golden gorilla. 
I get him mixed up, but I think that Gorilla Man is cursed. And we have 655 people watching us on volume.com slash the Keeg Show. What's up, everybody? Tell Create us how gorilla, gorilla Man is immortal. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking There's 600 comments. people who can answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, create an account and chat with us, or, uh, you know, at the very least, follow us on social media at the Keeg Show um, on TikTok or on Instagram. And stay tuned. The Keeg does a lot of geek programming. Thursday nights is Comic Talk, where we talk about comics. Anyway. Um, as far as I remember, and I could be confusing with Kong Gorilla, but I think it is he's cursed to be a... If you kill the gorilla, you become the gorilla, and whoever kills you becomes the gorilla. So your curse passes on, and nobody wants to kill Gorilla Man, and uh, he wants to end his curse by dying. Something like that. What if a gorilla kills him? Then he becomes uh, a, the prince. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that a loophole? Like, if you trick a gorilla into killing him, like, what ha Like, they become more gorilla? Or if somebody killed kill that gorilla, would that would it still be passed, even though you wouldn't tell that this gorilla is more gorilla? I don't know. Yeah, All I you know like a super gorilla, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the curse would still be out there, so anything that kills that gorilla then becomes the cursed gorilla. But it sucks because the gorilla man did not want anything bad to happen. And then Ursa Major, I guess, is in on the plot. And then Ursa Major, that was that was kind of sad. Uh, Ursa Major, Major was like, what's up? I love Ursa Major. Ursa Major That's the thing. That was the big surprise. I didn't think they were going to get rid of him. A drunken yeah. bear? Like that, yeah. How do you get yeah. rid of that character? They killed him. They killed him. <laughs> I hope somebody becomes a drunken bear. I hope that curse yeah. gets passed on. <laughs> That's what I hope. <laughs> There, there's also the mystery of who the Red Widow is. That Red, that's her name, right? Red Widow? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she leads the Winter Guard, but she's also the most, the most uh, tyrannical kind of leader. She's very, like, uh, uh, she'll just kill you. That's it. Well, is, uh, uh, I forget her name, but uh, it's, um, uh, Pew's character in Black Widow, uh, Yelena, Yelena. Belova. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Is uh, do we know if it's her or not? Do we have any confirmation? It's not her. Any, any teaser? It's, not her. it's okay. someone else. Yeah, it's someone else who's absolute evil, and maybe yeah, she's I mean, tied to Mephisto because this is all Jason Aaron stuff. Everyone's right? that. Well, they had mention of uh, of the universe. Of the Heroes Reborn universe. Yeah, they, they, they did show that, yeah. They said, Phoenix and Starbrand, yeah. And, and yeah. yeah. So, so it's been established that this is post that storyline and also that people involved in Jason in this book remember it. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, that's, that's uh, what Hero Reborn was. Hero Reborn was just because there were just no Avengers that came out during Heroes Reborn run. It was just Aaron and Aaron right. telling a sweet Avengers story at that point. Yeah, right. they just rebranded yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh. That I mean, that's roughly. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show some pictures just of other titles that we don't really need to talk about. But like, uh, like uh, every gonna, DC uh, did anyone title. read? <laughs> well, well, did anyone read DC? I want to know what you guys read. Um. Um. As far as DC is concerned, well, let's do that. Um. Uh, yeah. I read. Uh, I didn't get to read shit. I didn't get to read. <laughs> I didn't get to read. Uh, that's about right. We have Batman. I read Batman. Batman was good. 
Justice League I have, but I didn't. Get, oh, I I got like halfway through it. Yeah, um, Bendis is Bendis modern Bendis, like in the past, like I don't know, ten years. Bendis hasn't been one of my favorite writers. If I'm going to be honest, hasn't been one of my favorite writers really. Um, but I mean, if we go like old school Bendis, of course he's amazing with his Daredevil and Spider-Man run. But when he came over to to DC, uh, I was kind of hesitant, especially what he did with Superman and growing up John. Um, but now with John, with Tom Taylor taking over Superman and making John Kent Superman's son the prominent Superman of the DC world, which is what Gen 5, uh, 5G was supposed to be. Um, I'm actually quite excited about that. So a lot of things that Bendis did initially, I wasn't a huge fan of, but now the aftermath of it, what people are going to do with it, I think are really, really, going to be really, really fun coming up. And like, yeah. it seemed like that necessarily, at least initially wasn't Bendis's intent considering he kept Jonathan Young through Legion of Superheroes. And yeah. Legion, like I felt, his, well, his I mean, I mean, but grow up, I, he was like a kid, and then Bendis grew him up to what he is now. Like, yeah. well, yeah, teenager, yeah. But yeah, but like Bendis, yeah, I felt like they've now he's like Bendis. His first shift was like now he's thirteen, uh, fourteen, and then now it's like now he's nineteen, like sort of thing. Yeah, now he's he's ready to be super. He's he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. I don't I don't like the idea that like you, the only way you could be a legacy hero is to be genetically related to your to to the first hero like like who who's like batman batman has all his kids right and like so no, but, but who like, right but who is dc like, setting up who's dc oh. setting up to be batman damien oh it's 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 it's, it's uh it's luke duke it's it's, duke. duke thomas right what I mean, you're telling what the next Batman is um, uh, not Luke, Luke Fox. Uh, Fox. It's, it's Luke, uh, Luke Fox. Uh, Tim Fox. Uh, uh, Tim Fox. Tim Fox. Tim Fox. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. The next Batman. That's that's that that one gonna be. He was from Future State. Uh, and so okay, that proves that proves wrong. What I'm trying to get at. What I'm trying <laughs> to say is setting up Damien to be Batman or setting up John when they could have had Connor. Like. They just sure. wanted Clark's son to be the next Superman, where I'm like, you could have had John be young, Damien's age, and then had Connor be older, teenager, 20 years old, whatever, and then you have Superman as Superman. Like, what was the problem with that? I did like that, because I liked Super Sons quite a bit. I loved Super Sons, so when John was a kid with the Damien, those two run around, that was adorable. That was right. That was cool. I love that. So I, yes, I miss that. But now, like what I was saying, now that he is, he's prominently older. That's what they're doing with him now. Now he's he's stepping up as as Superman. And you couldn't bring in Connor because of the whole craziness of New Fifty Two, how he never existed. And so they're just finally bringing him back now that everything exists again with Infinite uh, Infinite, Infinite Frontier. You know, like yeah. now that every, now, now we're post post crisis. You know, like now we're we're back to pre crisis. And so. Uh, yeah, Jesus, way to go! Like, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> everything, everything I started with when I first started reading comics has been retconned out of existence. Like gone, no yeah. multiverse, all the legacy characters. We just got Connor Hawk back, and he was my first Green Arrow. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> comics are weird. Comics are but weird. They're coming back. <laughs> yeah, everyone's back. Everyone's back, and so everything. All the stories. We got the JSA characters back, right? Uh, with Alan Scott, Green Lantern. And yeah, we have Connor Hawk back, which that book, Robin, I think has an immense potential being an amazing book. 
like I'm not the biggest Damian Wayne fan, but that book really has me hooked on Damian Wayne and his side characters, especially especially Hawk and seeing where we're we're going with him. Um, Connor Rose, Connor and Rose make that like Connor Rose and uh, uh, Damian. I and think so, I like well, the I, new flyline character too. I'm interested to see what what she's what she's doing oh. in interaction with with Robin. But yes, to your point, yes, I completely agree. They they make that book and they really bring up right because. Because everyone else is kind of like dramatic characters, but you know what Damien is like. He's that Damien is Damien, and yeah, so like right. so you're following his progression through all these amazing other characters. You know what's now that I kind of think about it, like I think Superman might be one of the few characters who is incapable of having a legacy passed down, where it always has to be Clark. Well, yeah, like I think it kind of always does have to be Clark, just because like I mean we've seen like just sort of traditionally like. Monel, Connor, any future storylines with that? Like anytime, any like it does seem like it is a unique Clark Kent trait. So you're saying it's, it's you, sorry, it's unique to Clark Kent not being that he's Kryptonian. Like, like yeah, Supergirl yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's Supergirl has never really been seen to rise to the challenge. Jonathan, I don't know what what King has in store for him, but like the the future uh uh stuff was showing him not as in a good light yeah. connor kent all future stuff has like shown him being a dick and like leaning more into his lex Luthor side and now he's on the suicide squad like it does like it feels like it's it's most likely dictated by edit dc editorial but it's had this weird effect of just like in story in universe it's seems like it's the the argument is becoming the this is Clark Kent specific. Well, Whereas like Batman, like and the authority coming up right now, which oh yeah, with, with, with Grant Morrison, they talk talk talking about it. They were talking about uh, how this how their character was. This was supposed to be like a Grant Morrison thing, and then he was just like, yeah, it's, this was supposed to be the 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 five G one. So um, you know, Superman was Clark was stepped down, and he, the whole thing him teaming up with Authority could be a very interesting story. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, you have Superman, right? And what is he doing with these guys? You know, what's he doing with authority? And so, like, uh, it's yeah. really fun. Yeah, yeah. I like True Blue Authority, not like the no, yeah. Do Stormwatch watered down authority, like with Martian Manhunter for some reason. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Martian Manhunter. He he's been screwed over. Oh, they, the past yeah. Dirty. They yeah. did him so dirty. This sucks. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. This is like. This is like old school authority, which is pretty hardcore. So I'm very excited about. Yeah. It. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip through a couple of different things just to I prep these images. We're gonna use them. All right. <laughs> we got Suicide Squad number five. I did not read it. I honestly, the only DC comic I read this week uh, so far. I'm gonna read these, but uh, uh, is uh, Justice League Infinity because I was very interested in Justice oh, League Infinity. Justice League Infinity, of course. Justice League cartoon throwback. Yeah. Uh, but Suicide Squad number five, supposedly they go up against the crime syndicate, which I'm very interested in. And so they've been building up Peacemaker also. Talk about like when we were talking about Marvel and like like what's the, like when these characters become popular in film and TV, then they like start becoming like being pushed to the to the forefront of these comics. And so Peacemaker has been showing up a lot in the Suicide Squad run. Well, now, yeah, you know? now it's sort of like the time is like shrunken and now it's like they're starting to get ahead of it 
It's just yeah. like, we know Peacemaker is going to be a big part of Suicide Squad movie. So we're going to start putting him front and center in it be just before like the first trailer drops. Yeah. Sort of thing now. Um, well, yeah. Trevor, I mean, to your earlier point of that, like you were talking about the, ed- the editorial, DC's editorial team. And you're like, of course it is. It's driven all by these bigger <laughs> executive teams by Disney or AT&T. Kind of, kind of, kind of thing, right? Like, okay, what's yeah? We're gonna put this in a movie. This movie's gonna make us a billion dollars. What else can we make money off of? Okay, well, if they're gonna see this in the movie, then we should add this in the comics and make them, make, make them more, more movie centered and, and yeah, right. They I mean, and people... Peacemaker's getting his own show. It's a prequel. Yeah, he's getting a prequel series. But it's just like they want, they want people to be able to go to the comic book store. Yeah, that month at like, oh my god, I just saw Suicide Squad. Where's my local comic book store? And uh, immediately see Peacemaker or because th- this issue has uh, Bloodsport. He looks different. Um, he, oh. he's he's more in his comic book outfit, which is like the the, the mask. Like no, 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 no. It's like the the full top like screen mask and the skull bottom of his head. Oh. Like he looks like he's half like he's undead. That, that is what he has in the movie. Yeah, this, this one he is, has that mask. He's on he's on Earth. Uh, he's on Earth three with the syndicate. So this is I'm assuming this is Earth three, Bloodsport. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. That, that's what I'm assuming because he's he's after all the the syndicate. So okay. Um, I, um, I like this series. I like it ties so much like Suicide Out specifically the comic. I I like the series especially because it ties so well into. At least it has been for the first like four issues so far has been tied in very well into the uh, Teen Titans Academy as well with Red yeah. X very very prominent in there so that's been really fun right. as well. I like yeah. that like I I remember uh, Bendis when he was doing Daredevil he was also doing Alias and there were a few times where he literally had crossover scenes in it where you would literally in both comics see the passing of the characters and then in Jessica Jones you'd follow her talking with Luke Cage and then in Daredevil you'd follow him talking with uh Natasha Romanoff like and I like that I like when you get the the sort of synergy and not like here's something that happened in this big crossover book and now we're going to see it in every issue of the line which is like no just kind of pair up like-minded series and if there's something there to work with like it works so much better because it gives you a larger canvas now to paint with but yes, exactly. That brought to yeah. a very earlier point I was having is that people come to Marvel DC for these big universes, right? This is a universe yeah. book. This is a universe, and th- of course they're going to tie together, but it doesn't need to have big events for them to tie together. Just have them passing in a panel. <laughs> like, yeah. like right. show right. that they, these people exist still in each other's world. Like, yeah, reference, reference. Yeah, yeah exactly. the, the references, <laughs> right? That gets me super excited. Just that one, if the one panel, oh, wait, was that? Deadpool walking by like that was kind of crazy like that's fun like I love that stuff that, yeah that's really fun. well it's, I like and, and like I feel like sometimes like the most fun MCU like I think Captain America like Loki impersonating him in Dark World and then like those little PSAs in Homecoming like <laughs> though that's probably the best Marvel cameos and and like crossover moments I was just like yeah like just show that this is a world that they're all lived in and not like it's a moment when Tony Stark shows up in this. It's like, no, like this is Captain America. And he's like brought down to the level of like, he's in a, like a PE video 
And Hannibal Bird says that great line of like, I think he's a war criminal now, but whatever, they make me play these videos. <laughs> and just like those little, it's it's the little things that add up and not the big crossover where it's everyone on the cover. It's like, yeah, it's like people know Tony Stark and people are friends with both Tony Stark and Spider-Man. Like when MJ was in Iron Man for a little yeah. bit, like during Ben's run, like that's cool. Like I love that, those, those little things, like, that's the the universe building stuff that like really works. Of course, yeah. Um, as we as we close up this episode, I you noticed watch Black Widow. So I gotta watch Black <laughs> Widow. Uh, uh, something that I noticed, I I don't like Tony Stark. I just I like him <laughs> as a character, but I don't like him as a person. You know what I mean? And something that stood out to me is that like Tony is the type of person to let's just say, quote unquote, say something racist and then you call him out and he's like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. And then maybe he changes and doesn't say that from now on, but he always does it once. Like he is the person that any bad thing in this world, he has done once and then learned his mistake. But like, why do you need to have done it once to do it? For example, he's talking to Gorilla Man in Avengers. Uh... Okay. And then, wait, uh, <laughs> what's up? Are you talking about the, the line he says when Gorilla Man was like passing by him? Uh, when Gorilla, he talk, calls him Dr. Zayas. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, let's see. He, uh, he calls him Dr. Zayas, and I feel like that is racist towards Gorilla Man, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. Sorry, I'm dealing with something else right now. Terrifying comparison. It's <laughs> like, do you think that'd be like calling someone? That, like, let's. Um, it, I don't know. What was that? Was like, do you see that? Would you say that's the equivalent um, of like calling uh, Shang Chi Bruce Lee? Is that is that yeah. what you're? Is that what you feel like the the implication of that comment is? And not like, oh, he's doing his quippy. Uh, like little thing of like calling someone like Harry Potter because they're wearing glasses. Like you feel like it's more like that. Sorry. So, are you reading the comic right now to remember? <laughs> 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 I don't. No. Know. I it, it didn't. It didn't catch I, me off guard as 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 much. But I. I mean, I can see what you're. Trying to say for sure. No, that makes sense. Like I, as soon as I like was able to like see like oh yeah like Shang Chi Bruce Lee like yeah like that does it's it goes it goes beyond of like yeah a quip and like addressing someone by who they are and then giving them a negative uh, I mean, like I mean, nickname. Yes, being compared to Bruce Lee, I don't know it would be that. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. So like because Shang Chi. Is based on I mean because because DC yeah. Marvel, Marvel did Bruce Lee where DC did Chuck Norris because that's Richard Dragon like right yeah like, like, Richard yeah Dragon, I mean it's hair. like yeah if you called Luke Cage Shaft there you go I think okay but, yeah but yeah, like I, that's I, still racist but yeah like he's based on Shaft like yeah yeah is it is it, I don't I don't know like, I, don't, I don't know Luke Cage is one bad mother he's sweet Christmas. You know, oh, like, no one should yeah. shut your mouth. I said, I'm only talking about Luke Cage. We could dig it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, I don't know. Like, he was, he's a gorilla. He doesn't even want to be a gorilla. Yeah. 
but that yeah that's we've stumbled upon a lot of what marvel's <laughs> marvel wants to discuss in their comics they're fucking going deep they, they, really they, are. they like, have good, some man. good for that that's always been, i mean even like even if it's been a lot of like retroactive stanley going with the tide stuff like marvel has always been like politically and socially minded no, like, they, all, they really have ever since. Like, I mean, even yeah. with the like, Stanley and stuff like that too. I mean, because I mean, their base model for that though is like these are superheroes coming compared to DC, where they, these are these are gods, right? You're looking up to gods. Yeah. On hook. Where Marvel, the idea was like these these superheroes have day jobs. You can connect yeah. with these guys, and so like being able to have first off have that. So of course they're going to be more socially minded because you're in the in the in the trenches with the with the average everyday person. Yeah. And so you're, you're you're understanding that more and more often. So I think that was really smart of Marvel. And that's what was that's what the big draw is. Uh, my buddy Russ, uh, he's he, he's always said this, and like I credit him for it. But he said basically like the main difference to Marvel and DC is DC turns men into gods, and Marvel turns monsters into men. Yeah, yeah, that's a very mm. that's a fantastic way to put it, and it. Okay. It, first off, it humanizes these, these these characters in such a way that it's very difficult for you to like connect in, on a human level to uh, like like Wonder Woman or Superman or or even yeah. Batman, who is a human, but he's more than that for sure. Yeah. Where like I, I see DC as something more you want to aspire to, right? You connect with the, with with Wolverine. You wanna you connect with with Peter Parker's like uh, you know he's struggling to be a hero and yeah. his life. Yeah. Where DC, like you see Wonder Woman, you see Superman, you see Batman, you're like, that's what I need to kind of inspire towards that kind of heroism, that those kind of ideals, being like fighting for 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 that, and not just physically fighting, but being able to stand up and for um for people in, in need and hurt and stuff like that, and fighting for and for for justice, truth and justice. Yeah, and I think that's that's why Marvel has or DC has more legacy characters is because their heroes are icons. They embody sure. ideals as opposed to being personal stories for people, like Peter Parker. It's a, yeah, like that. That was something that Miles Morales, um, as he went, as he transitioned to the six one six, and now it was an alive Peter Parker, and he had to wrestle with it. They kind of dealt with the fact that like Miles got to travel into the past and see like I think it was the the Ditko lifting the like uh, the the structure to get Aunt May the medicine. And he just like saw that like oh Spider Man is personal to Peter Parker, yeah. like this is his legacy. It's not like Superman where it's just like you wear the crest yeah. or Batman you wear the symbol you wear the cowl Wonder Woman you put on the gauntlets like Spider Man Captain America is a very personal thing for Steve Rogers. Yeah. It's not just an identity. Iron Man like Tony Stark in the MCU I am Iron Man. Yeah. Um, we gotta, we gotta wrap things up right now. Um, thank you, uh, to everybody out there who has been watching, has been putting their time in, uh, whether you're watching us on, on any of our social media, uh, volume.com slash the Keeg show is our number one social, uh, uh streaming platform, uh, or you're listening to this, uh, via podcast form, uh, on, on Apple podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google play, uh, either way, we appreciate you wherever you are, like comment, subscribe, thumbs up, wink and a kiss, uh, do whatever you need to do. Uh, uh, we appreciate the support, uh, thoroughly. Um, but as we get going, um, 
for the podcast people, we want to make sure that we say things out loud. So Michael, any plugs that you have, you want to say your social media out loud, anything coming up? Uh, nothing good coming up. I just keep doing my, my, my TikTok videos, which I love doing it. It's, it's phenomenal. I've been working at my store all day. And so doing that for, for the love of comics, hashtag, um, at, for the love of comics on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. So any of that stuff, I love informing and doing a lot of fact-based stuff and showing people what's new, what's coming out with comics. So if they ever need something and they're interested in comics, uh, let's go. I want to I help you out with that. Wait, you work at a, a store? Yes, I manage a store in Sacramento, California. Oh, which, which store? Uh, Adventures in Comics and Games. Oh, okay. Uh, Big Brother, I think. Kenny! Yes! Yeah. Oh, that's my that. si- my sister lives in Sacramento, and so uh, she used to work down the street from uh, Big Brother. So that's awesome. I, I love. I literally lived like a block away from from Big Brother as well. Yeah, and, that's like, awesome. Yeah, no, that, that's that's, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I love Sacramento's got uh, some good little shops up there. So yeah, if you Seriously, are up like, in Sacramento, I was to post another video on that about like how lucky I am. Like in the Sacramento area, we have like like five or six great comic stores. Awesome. Yeah, I can attest to it. Uh, well, that, right. uh, that's going to be my plug is go check out the comic book shops in Sacramento, any of them, um, especially Michael's store. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other plugs, Trevor? Uh, no, I'm just on social media at Trevor Copter. Uh, I, need to, I need to figure out how I can bring my comic book ranty self to TikTok. I keep hearing people doing it, and I just need to take the, the dive in. Um, yeah, I think I like I have I have rants, I have stuff. But yeah, I'm on Instagram. You can check me out there. Um, nothing really coming up. No shows, no nothing. Hopefully, as the world opens up, uh, that'll change. I don't have stuff to plug. But uh, for now, just read comics. Go, read comics. Go, go read a yeah. comic. All right. Read a comic. Sounds good. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching the show. Thank you to Michael. Thank you to Trevor for being on the show. Greatly appreciated uh, the fact that we could talk about comics and uh, do that for two hours and still have more to say. I think it's crazy. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, I will definitely have you guys back. Uh, for everybody else out there watching, uh, follow us on social media at the the Keeg Show on TikTok and Instagram. Those are our big two. Uh, you can follow our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, we also stream to multiple platforms. So wherever you can think of social media being, we're probably on it. Um, this is Comic Talk that's brought to you by The Keeg. Comic Talk specifically is talking about comics on a Thursday night, but we also have the Loki After Show that is finishing next week. We'll have the What If After Show uh, once that comes out. Uh, we also have the Keeg back every Friday night, except for tomorrow. We're taking the week off. And then we also have the Keeg live where we talk about a different geek topic every other geek week. So uh, uh, our next topic is Black Widow. So we're talking about that next Sunday. Normally the Keeg live is on a Saturday, but this time it'll be on a Sunday. So not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So stay tuned. If that's too much to uh, to think about, follow us on Instagram at The Keeg Show. We release schedules like that. Um, thank you, Trevor. Thank you, Michael, so much for coming on the show. Um, all in all, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk. Take care, everybody. See you next week.
Super 